0: I am so happy that you're able to join us for this extended interview. Make sure to visit TheOffBeatLife.com. Again, that's TheOffBeatLife.com to get more killer resources. Hey, friend. For years now, I've given you a ton of stories on remote workers and digital nomads on this podcast, but I've come to realize that many of you beginners are still unsure on how to take the first steps to creating a freedom lifestyle through online work. Maybe you've been too afraid to take the plunge or just don't feel confident enough to land that online job due to inexperience. Well, I'm excited to announce that I've created a new YouTube series called Trying Remote, where I try a new online job or gig every month month to give you a glimpse of what it takes to land a remote job. So if you need a little boost to try something new or just want to see what it takes to get started, you can go to theoffbeatlife.com slash trying remote. Again, you can go to the slash trying remote to find our videos and to subscribe to our new series on YouTube. So please come and join me there so we can uncomfortably grow together. Hey everyone, thank you so much for being here for this extended interview with Jackson and Angel where they're going to share with us what it's like living in Bali as a digital nomad. Hey guys, how are you? Hey, doing good. How are you doing? How are you? Thank you so much for being here. And I'm really excited for you to share with us some tips and tricks that you have of living in Bali, Indonesia. I know most of us are super jealous that you're both there living your best life. But before we get to that, can you tell us a little bit about you both and why you live an offbeat life?
1: Oh, definitely. For sure. Uh, Yeah, I haven't always uh, lived here. So basically, last year, um, I was inspired to come here uh, because of my friend, uh, who's a music producer, invited me to come and check out the lifestyle here. Uh, He's been living here for about a few months before I came. And uh, I was only going to come for uh, a few weeks. And I decided to stay a lot longer because I met Angel Mm -hmm. and just um, really enjoyed uh, the vibe and living here. And then you have another story yourself, too, as well.
2: Yeah. So before I moved to Bali, I'm still living with my parents and I say, I want to try to learn new something. I just moved to Bali and yeah, it's happened. I meet Jackson and we decide to make a YouTube and yeah, that's it like that.
0: It was meant to be. You're both meant to meet each other. And it's amazing that now you're able to become digital nomads. You can literally work and live from anywhere. Um, And now you're in Bali and you're able to do that. And obviously in one of the best places to, to be in as a digital nomad. So can you tell us what it's like to live there and how you make it work for yourself? So One of the things that I'm always curious about, um, and also one of the things that I know people who are remote workers, um, when you live in a different country, the first thing that you always think about is like, where do I live? Like, how do I find a a place to live, like an apartment? Is it hard to do that? So what's that like? What's that situation like in Bali?
1: Yeah, it's a good question. I think... uh there's a lot of places to for different people with different budgets if you want to come to Bali either for vacation or to live. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to go more specific on how to live here long term and find those places. I think um, when I first came here, I originally booked a place on Airbnb for about two weeks. Uh, it looked nice. It was like a guest house and there's like, Guest houses in Bali are kind of like this. It's like there's a shared uh, living space, there's a shared pool, there's a kitchen, and then you have your own kind of room with your own private bathroom, basically. And there's like around maybe eight to ten rooms, usually in this shared guest house. So that's kind of what I booked when I first came here. I booked it for two weeks, just on Airbnb, and it was nice when I first came here. I it did uh, it was a good location uh, and uh, a great uh, place to be. Uh, but then I found. Um, out that the price when I came here, I think I overpaid originally for an Airbnb. I think it's a lot more expensive when you book there uh, if you are not like uh, booking directly in in person. Uh, So then after I was here for a bit and I met Angel, we decided to get a place together. Mm -hmm. um, And uh, basically, she told me it's best if you just go to places in person and Mm -hmm. you pay cash, basically. So maybe you can talk about that.
2: Yeah, so basically, if you want to try to live long term in Bali, this is a good way we can just meet. Person to the owner, you can just uh, talk about your budget, how much you're gonna spend for a month.
1: Yeah, so I would say if you are coming to Bali for the first time, it's good to book a place mm-hmm. before, maybe for one or two weeks, so you can get to know the area. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's there's many different areas in Bali. There's um more. Uh, it depends on what you want to go. I mean, mm-hmm. changgu is one of the most popular destinations yeah. for for nomads. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of in the more center, expensive also. more expensive yeah. too, but it, it is pretty. <laughs> popular mm-hmm. and then there's Uluwatu where a lot of the surfers go yeah. and like a really beautiful beaches it's, it's it's further uh the other part of the island and then mm-hmm. there's another popular area is called Ubud and it's, it's more, more like
2: yoga stuff
1: yeah it's more like healing <laughs> <central. one-handling>. yeah <laughs> yeah it's really nice too it's like more mm-hmm. healing more in the jungle lots of monkeys and
2: yeah, lots everything of rice, like field house,
1: rice field yeah. too as well mm-hmm. yeah so they, those are areas that are pretty popular, well-known. Uh, and we just live in Chengu, which is uh, popular for expats and yeah. nomads. New Dalamids, yeah. Yeah. And we found a place like uh, we we moved around so many times. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, we first came, we, we stayed in the Airbnb for a few weeks. Then we went to a place in another area in the Seminyak, Changu area. We stayed there for about a month. We moved again. We, we stayed mm-hmm. there for about a few months and now we moved again. <laughs> and we're actually in a, like an apartment style mm-hmm. place Um uh, also in Changu, and it's it's good. Uh, there's f- only like six rooms, and you get your own private kitchen, mm-hmm. and it's pretty affordable for what we pay. So yeah. we've been staying here for the longest time, about almost six months so far. Yeah.
0: yeah, and and that's the thing. Like, there's a lot of different areas in in Bali that. It- you know, you both mentioned it's like it depends on your interests, like where you want to be, you know. And then you just find that. So, when you are finding the the apartments, are there like ranges um, with the prices when you're looking for apartments, so that we can kind of like get an idea, so that we know we're not um, being overpriced, or what it's like for maybe a studio or a one bedroom or whatever it is that you had both experienced or know that is really uh normal there
1: yeah there's a lot of price ranges
0: mm-hmm.
1: for that bali is a place that is great because it's really good for anyone's budget you can come mm-hmm. here and you can spend as little money as you have or to as much money as you want and and it's really good for anyone there's people who vacation here for a few weeks to people mm-hmm. who stay here for months or years and it just depends on how much money you have and what you're willing to spend on rent um mm-hmm. so like for example uh the place uh kind of goes to three main um Budgets, for example, in Bali, there's like the first budget where you get like a small room, usually with a, like a, a, a queen bed or king bed, and you just have your private bathroom. You share like this villa, you have like a, mm. a shared pool, uh, and that's kind of usually the cheapest. It's around like maybe two or three hundred dollars a month, mm. and that's basically for just a a basic room, basic, room. basic. Yeah. and mm. the location's not too bad, but it is uh, it, it going up a little bit for like the prime location. You do pay a little bit more Mm -hmm. um i would say the middle tier is kind of what we're staying in now is is like you get your own private kitchen you have your own like a nice kind of one bedroom kind of studio apartment Mm -hmm. and uh you pay around like maybe four to six hundred dollars probably basically for a month month, per month Mm -hmm. for that and it's a it's a good place um pretty good location uh you can get that and then i would say the next level after that price tier is like, like a villa you For get that, your yeah. own get your own like villa mm-hmm. and like your own pool your own kitchen like everything's to yourself mm-hmm. um you kind of pay upwards of 600 to maybe 1500 dollars yeah. per month and that's like Pretty your own, own villa yeah <laughs> pretty but it, it is definitely more expensive yeah. if you want your own place uh-huh. like that for sure
0: yeah but then it's like you have like your own paradise you know you have your own mansion pretty much so that's not bad I'm like wow that's pretty awesome for that price mm-hmm. so yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that's true I guess it's a different because if you live in the US or, or other countries yeah. it's you don't get too much for mm-hmm. the same amount of money you could get a villa here for easily like yeah. seven to seven hundred to like uh, fifteen hundred dollars yeah you can get a Beautiful place here mm-hmm. it, it, with your own pool for sure.
0: Yeah, that's amazing because I'm like, obviously it's no comparison, but it's like in New York City, fifteen hundred dollars is like I don't know a tiny, tiny bedroom, like it's a studio and you can barely fit in it. It's like a shoebox. I'm like, hmm, New York or in Bali where you have your own like <laughs> villa. That's yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's like, true. yes. Yeah. When do we go there now?
1: yeah definitely i think once once we live here for a while we just get used to the prices but if you're coming from outside of bali then you realize oh wow it's a lot more affordable and Mm -hmm. that's kind of how i felt initially and now i'm just lived here for so long i just got used to the prices normal (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah
0: so the next thing that um i would like to learn about is How do you do co-working spaces? Do you um, just work from home, um, and then you explore, or do you typically go to a specific place to to work at and maybe meet other digital nomads?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. Mm -hmm. I mean, for us, uh, some days we we just work at home, and Mm -hmm. then there's other days we're we're kind of feeling a little bit uh, bored. We might go out to a cafe, right? We have a few favorite cafes. Mm -hmm. Uh, You might know a few of them. Like cafes, what's your favorite one? Oh,
2: the best cafe in changu if you wanna work remotely, they call is um Dopia Cafe. Also, what is the good revolver? Uh, actually depends. Like you, you, you prefer more like a Western food or Indonesian food, local food? Yeah, so
1: yeah, it's really good because yeah. a lot of restaurants and cafes. Pretty much all of them have Wi-Fi or you can yeah. just use your hotspot, whatever. Yeah. And uh, you can get uh, Asian, Indonesian food yeah. or Western food. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, you can work in a nice place. And mm-hmm. uh, so you can just go out for like a nice lunch, bring our laptops, mm-hmm. work there. So we sometimes do that. Mm-hmm. And other days we're feeling more like you want to stay at home. We just work here. Uh, there's a little desk in our place. We, yeah. we work and uh, just kind of work uh, from from our place sometimes. And, mm-hmm. and then there's other times when we, we travel around indonesia or bali we just bring our our laptops Mm -hmm. with us we stay in a hotel we just uh work from there Mm -hmm. if we're traveling or like a um accommodation or whatever we're staying for we just uh we just do that too as well
0: Mm -hmm. how do you make sure that your internet is is good is um the the wi-fi and the internet connection in um in bali or indonesia usually good or do you do something do you have anything that will help boost it
1: It's a good question. Yeah. Mm -hmm. For myself, I think uh, I find that the internet... can vary a lot so you should have a backup like um sometimes you read the review online and the wi-fi says oh it's great it works good but it ends up being not working or that's slow mm-hmm. especially that happens a lot when you book like a hotel or airbnb but i think um from for me and for us we just mm-hmm. have our hotspot on our yeah. phone um which uh we use a lot and the data is really affordable here in bali so mm-hmm. i mean there's different carriers you can get like telcom cell is the most popular and then there's excel another popular carrier, and you can buy like a package of data for like 200 gigabytes for like maybe $20. And that gives you 200 gigabytes of data for like, like not too expensive. And you can just use that on your f- computer and just run off of that. And that's what we do a lot of the time when yeah. the internet is not so good. If the internet is good. Yeah, we just we just use that instead. We usually use like a VPN and everything It makes it faster. But um, it's definitely good to have a backup if you're if you're really going to be here for like a long period of time
0: especially if you have to work like that's definitely something that's super important obviously so now what about food how is the food there you know like is it expensive to go out to eat if you want to every night and you hate to cook or do you recommend like cooking at home what is that like cuz you know food is very important to us
2: <laughs> mostly if a western come to bali they are gonna try order nasi goreng is the popular in indonesia and more cheaper. I mean, depends. Uh, the location area you wanna uh, get food. If you wanna get local food, it's gonna a little bit more cheaper, like a one to uh, ten dollar or twenty dollar. But if you want a Western food, it's like a fifty dollar or one hundred dollar like that. You know.
1: It depends yeah. on where so you. So
2: depends for you going
1: yeah, to it get depends.
2: the food. But sometimes also we cooking. So not every day, like, go to a restaurant or cafe, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's true. But it is good at least, like, mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot of food options. Like, you can mm-hmm. get street food here for just mm-hmm. a few dollars, sometimes under a dollar for just mm-hmm. some street food. Like, you can get, like, fried rice, which is nasi mm-hmm. goreng you talked about. Like, mm-hmm. there's fried noodles. Only, like, a few dollars. Like, really, really good, affordable. You can't have it every day. Not as healthy every day, but you can still enjoy <laughs> it. <laughs> um, <laughs> But it is tasty. Uh, But then if you want, like, more Western food, uh, it's not too bad. I mean, you can pay maybe $50. Sometimes cheaper, like, $20 or $30 for two of us, right? Mm -hmm. And, like, that gets us some some nice, like, sushi or pasta or italian food or whatever it is
2: sometimes they have a promo yeah every friday or every monday like that
1: (laughs) yeah so the food is definitely cheaper than like western countries it just depends on your your lifestyle if you want to eat more western food you will pay more but if you want to eat more local Local food food. yeah then you can definitely save a lot there and we do cook at home we go to supermarket we cook i would say lunch every day and breakfast usually every day except for sometimes we go out for dinner uh usually in the evening and enjoy that so
0: yeah and that's also fun like southeast asia has really fun like markets you know especially like the outdoor ones yeah
1: (laughs) it's true
0: that's true yeah Yeah. that's a fun (laughs) trip on its own (laughs)
1: yeah you can get a lot of fresh fruits uh, yeah. spices uh, veggies uh, a lot of like you can get like your fresh chicken or your shrimp mm-hmm. or whatever there and yeah it's pretty affordable if you go to local markets you can get a lot so we did that almost every few days we just go to market and just grab yeah. some food and the fruits here are crazy i mean a mango <laughs> and like the bananas <laughs> i mean i just don't have that back in canada like it's just like i if you want to get a mango you pay so much money there yeah. for mango <laughs> or banana it's just crazy but here you can get a mango for like like 50 cents or two or two dollars for like a lot of like and,
2: is, yeah, and almost it, one kilogram yeah
1: so many wow. yeah <laughs> so the fresh fruits yeah. are my favorite thing actually
0: oh <laughs> i think gosh. you yeah. like the fruits yeah mm-hmm. now you're making me miss like southeast asia because i love i love fruits and i'm like oh my gosh i want something <laughs> yeah, i expensive out here so (laughs) yeah you have any other tips for us um that will help us navigate our way into bali if we decide to to move there yeah
2: yeah so um as a indonesian people so i have to say um if you want to go to bali just more respect because mostly uh, balinese in here they're hindu which is the, uh, really uh, strict about religion. That's why I just respect each other like that.
1: Yeah, I think it's important whenever yeah. you're traveling to always read about the culture and mm-hmm. understand it before you go and respect it. Um, mm-hmm. Indonesia, every kind of uh, place is a different culture. There's different mm-hmm. uh, religious practices. There's different ceremonies. Um, mm-hmm. And I think uh, just, yeah, if you just travel around, just be understanding mm-hmm. of that is really important. Um, especially in Bali, they have a lot of... Um, like yeah, Hindonese, but like the the offerings on the ground that they, mm-hmm. they do every day, three times a day usually, and um, you just want to make sure you don't step on them. You want to make sure mm-hmm. you don't drive over them, that kind of stuff. You want to be careful about, um, especially with the temples here. There are certain days, like there's a day called Nyapi, mm-hmm. and it's like when the entire Bali island, maybe you can talk about this, but is like everything silent.
2: Everything's silence.
1: Yeah, so for you twenty four hour twenty four hours
2: electricity also is gonna off for mm-hmm. the twenty four hour
1: yeah and that's one day a year yeah. but they still have that it's like around yeah. what day march or something like
2: that uh, usually march yeah. yeah so that's
1: one day where you everyone stays inside you just like, respect the culture yeah,
2: meditation something meditation. like
1: that yeah but yeah i think it's important to, to understand that yeah and i've learned a lot about that when i've come here and everything mm-hmm. but um and i think also yeah when you come to bali i would just yeah be prepared to mm-hmm. learn yeah, learn a little bit of the local language, mm-hmm. try some food. Uh, definitely try the local food, the local fruits. Um, uh, mm-hmm. there's a lot here that you won't see where you might come from, mm-hmm. and um trying to think of any other ideas i think if you're if you're looking for like a co-working space a co-working community um there's definitely a lot of places in bali for that it's just Mm -hmm. one of the most popular digital nomad communities in southeast asia besides like thailand there's a lot of co-working spaces Mm -hmm. like three main ones Uh, chunggu has a lot of them Uh, daily hub is one we just went to the other day it's pretty good for that Mm -hmm. and yeah it's a good place to meet new people if you want to meet other entrepreneurs you can meet them there and uh, if you don't want to do that, you can just meet people in a cafe as well.
0: Yeah. yeah, that's amazing. Thank you so much for all of these tips, Jax and Angel. We really appreciate it. I love it. I'm like now I'm, you know, I'm like I need to go to Bali and oh, I need to eat you know? all the fruits and eat the food. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> True. You yeah. should definitely come.
0: Should come. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like we meet each other. You show me where all the good food is. I'm there. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that'd be really good. Definitely let us know. And yeah, we would be cool to be around for sure.
0: Thank you so much, both of you, for, for doing this. I really appreciate you. If our listeners want to learn more about you, where can they find you? Oh, no worries. Thank you so much.
1: <laughs> yeah, no worries. And if the listeners want to hear more about us, uh, mm-hmm. we have YouTube. Our YouTube channel is called Wonder Lost, Uh mm-hmm. And we post a lot of our videos there. Uh, a lot of short-form, long-form videos there. Mm-hmm. So you can definitely learn about more Bali, uh, Southeast Asia there. Uh, usually every week we upload videos. So we have mm-hmm. a lot of videos there. Uh, we also have Instagram. Uh, you can follow us there. The links are also on the YouTube channel. Um, so you can mm-hmm. check us out. You want to mention your...
2: Yeah, uh, uh, my Instagram, you guys can follow Angel Priskilas And for Jackson, it's yeah. Los Masala.
1: Yeah, Los Masala. Uh, yeah. Instagram, TikTok, Los Masala. Then yours is Angel Priskilas yeah, for Instagram. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Perfect. Thank you guys so much. We can't wait to see more of your adventures. Thanks again.
2: Uh, thank
1: you mm. so yes, much. Yes, thanks so much. <laughs> Appreciate it.
0: I hope you enjoyed this extended interview with Jackson and Angel. Make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com to get the full interview where they share how they are able to create income from their passions.